0: as you all know on every single friday me and my man dr damon founders of modern manhood love to bring extraordinary people on the platform who exemplify excellence that's going on in the world so we are happy to be joining you all this morning i know uh, where we're at, it's throwing outside, so that's the perfect opportunity for you to be able to tap in with somebody that I find that's truly amazing. Now, my friend D.C. Constant, I've been on her for some years now. Um, rest in peace to our good friend Jarvis. He introduced us. Um, yeah. since, we ever, since we first met, man, we've been pretty going on fire with different projects. Um, she is an author, she is a minister, and she is a founder of the amazing uh, organization Successful Wives Network. I um, actually had my first interview on a podcast with my wife because of Mrs. D.C. Constance. Um, I just read her book, her new book, The Imperfect, let me see, The Perfect Imperfect Wife. I'm gonna put it up here so you all can go and get her book, but we are happy to have her on our platform today. D.C., to me, she's one of those friends where um, if you ever got somebody that's gonna tell you the cold hard truth that often women don't want to hear, this is the person you need to have. This is like one of those tomboy people where you like, oh, this is my doc. She gon' she gonna advocate for me. So she's a big advocate for men, and I love what she does when it comes to development. So welcome to the platform, DC. Holla at us.
1: Thank you. Hey, what's up? And I tell the truth in love. Don't forget that part.
0: Absolutely. ooh. <laughs> I mean, whole cold heart, no sugar cold truth, for real. Yeah,
1: I yeah, like as you said, I ain't gonna get no diabetes, boo. Ain't nobody gonna get diabetes. Yeah reading the book or listening to me, so.
2: And I love that. There's this, there's this, this, I call it, it's a misconception that because you're telling the truth and you're not sugarcoating it, then you have, you have like the coast is clear for you to say whatever and however you want to. And it gets dirty and nasty. And that's supposed to be acceptable because you are just keeping it real. How do you, how do you reconcile with that though? Well,
1: again, so if I'm telling you the truth, I'm talking to you, whether you've been knowing me for 30 years or 30 days, you're going to know that I'm coming from a sincere heart. So I'm not beating you up when I tell you the truth. I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to be like, so think about this, because honestly, guys, the truth is already within us. All we do as coaches Mm. is bring it out. The answer, you already know the answer. The answer is already within us. It's just our job to be good listeners and have people speak it out loud so they can hear it how crazy it sound or how profound it sound. So mm-hmm. I'm not going I'm not beating you up. They know and my friends have been knowing me for a while, they already know the answer when they call me. They call me, be like, DC, let me run something by you. And they know if it's foolishness, I'm just gonna listen. Then they be like, What you think? I'd be like, All right, you ready? You ready? They be like, Yeah. And then I just, you know. You know, just yeah. give my advice, but you do what you do. But they yeah. know it's love, and I want the best for them. You in my circle, I want the best for you. I'm advocating for you. So they yeah. know it's all in love. I'm not, I'm not beating them up with it.
0: Right. Yeah. It's one of those things when we know we need to grow, and we got that medicine already in us, but we need somebody else to affirm the thing that we don't really want to hear, but we know we need yes. it
2: that's it yeah so tell us yeah tell us
0: about what you do you know we're talking
2: you talked you mentioned coaching um but then you talked about how you know you're there for your friends but tell us what you do who you, who you are
1: so i am first and foremost a child of the most high
0: hey. okay? all, pra- all praises to god um
1: and i'm also an author as you guys already know and then i'm the founder of the successful wise network where we elevate women globally Um, Through professional and personal development. I'm a, I'm a wife, of course. Uh, I love being a wife, huge advocate, you know, for marriages and things of that nature. And I'm also a podcaster. Um, Constantly Speaking is, of course, I got to play in a name. Constantly Speaking is my podcast, but my heart is Um, teaching that's that's where i'm in my atmosphere when i'm teaching and empowering and i want to say empowering for the good because for some reason that word empowerment when it comes to women has been a negative connotation Mm. and i'm like dang i don't even like the word no more but in terms of empowering for me when i'm talking to wives so the whole family can be good the whole family can be good not bashing men that's a zero that you would not call me bashing your husband mm. you would not be calling me bashing any man at all we're not doing that today or ever so, I, I don't i don't believe in that that's a trick of the yeah. enemy
2: Tell us, tell us more about what you said because that was a good point. So, you know, our platform, what we're doing here, is called Modern Manhood, and so sometimes people look up like, "Y'all got a woman on the on the line?" Yeah, because (laughs) we can't pretend like there's not value, there's not space, there's not communication, and things that we want to prove. So, when you said that the word empowerment sometimes is, is a is a tricky space for women, what does that mean?
1: Because sometimes I'll be on other platforms with women. And they'll say, you know, we want to empower women. And it could be a positive where, you know, it's some entrepreneur going on. So, okay, that's cool. I want to empower women. Tell them, you know, we believe in them. Other women are saying, hey, woman, I believe in you and your business endeavors. And I want to empower you to get the bag, to get this money. But then I've been on other platforms where empowerment was, we're going to bash men. You take your power back, girl you don't need no man, those conversations, it's like, mm. no, nah, come on, we're, we're in this together, you don't have to, a woman doesn't have to bash a man to be successful, Ooh. you don't have to, do, you yeah. have to do that, you don't have to tear him yeah. down, girl, I make more money than him, or if it's not money, you know, I'm growing, I'm doing this, he ain't doing that, it's like, No, no. Have some honest conversations. You don't, I just don't believe in tearing down anybody, but when we're talking about marriage and relationships, why would you tear down your other partner because, you know, you make more money or your profession? Come on, come on.
0: What does that stem from? Like, the idea of having to use force in order to acquire power. One is so low vibrational, but you're expecting something good to come from bad seeds being sown. So what you better answer your own from? question. <laughs> you better answer your question in the question. Hey, hey, I'm asking the coach. All right, this is me. This is me getting inquisition into a woman's mind. All right,
1: you know what? I, well, you know what? I talk a little bit about it in the book, and some women may get upset, but it's it's cool. I got thick skin. I think some of that stems from how we were raised. So mm. for most of us, not all women, but for most of us. We came up with toxic mothers. And what I mean by that, and that's so so touchy, it, you know, for some women, we came up with toxic mothers that had bad experiences with their men mm. or with their husbands. Mm. Okay. And our mothers didn't say um <laughs> their actions, their hurt, I call it contractual anger. So mom, dad, or mom, whoever her dude was, or whoever your daddy was, if it didn't work out. She's spilling all of that over. So you grow up, you a little girl, you growing up and all you hearing every day, your daddy ain't sugar honey iced tea, or you're just Mm -hmm. like your daddy. You ain't this, you ain't all of that negativity. You a little girl, you ain't got nothing to do with mama and daddy stuff, but mama, that's all she's talking about. So you growing up, you ain't even dated a man yet. Did your mom date every man in America? to say they all
0: dogs. Man, no, she,
1: didn't. she was a prostitute. But even then, you ain't dated every man. You ain't did dated every man in America. But what right. I'm saying is, you grow up, you hearing all of this toxic. And as a little girl, young girl, you grow up. Now it's time to date. You carrying all of mama's stuff. That's right. contractual anger. You carrying all of her stuff. And you meet uh, girl meets boy. You meet John automatically. He ain't nothing, he ain't about nothing, he ain't this, he ain't that. And guess what, even, yeah. if, he's, even if he is, why you pick him? You have a choice not to even go that right. route. You have a choice not to follow in your parents' footsteps. So yeah. and,
0: I want to talk, talk about that, yeah. Cause your book, <laughs> yeah. you talk about mommy issues and you know, we hear daddy issues so often. This was like one of the first times I ever heard anyone mention mommy issues. But you also talk about how, like, even as a child, you're groomed to be a wife, whether consciously or unconsciously, where most men are not groomed in that same context. So how do you feel like or how do you feel like that actually um, contributes to that? Because you got on one side, you contribute to be a wife, but you have on the other side where the man is also often seen in a resentful manner because of the pain that's inflicted in a relationship. Yeah yeah so those are two like really difficult spectrums to be able to come back when you talk about having a healthy relationship
1: it is i mean so that's gonna have to be that's gonna have to be that woman or that man's individual choice you know what i mean it's gonna Mm. you're gonna have to be introspective to understand that you want a healthy relationship because you know for me I didn't want to, I knew my marriage wasn't going to be nothing like how my mother's was. Oh, so okay. I didn't use the excuse. I Earlier on, you, we don't have to experience everything. Everything don't have to be a struggle. And Love ain't got to be a struggle. Come on. Hmm. I saw what she went through and I was like, I want no parts of it. No parts of it. Ain't no man going to ever beat me. The only man that ever beat me was my stepfather. Why would I grow up as a woman to get a man to beat to beat me again that's a,
0: that
1: was a See more on me why would I why would I want to take yeah. all my childhood trauma into my adulthood marry someone like my stepfather or think it's okay to be be on like that was love no that that, that was pain dude that that hurt and yeah that's true like, love, love hurts no you don't we've been so conditioned yeah. To believe in a struggle. We've been so conditioned. You got to go through five and six relationships and get it on. And then, Lord, send me my husband. Send me my boy ass. No, sis, take responsibility. I'm not minimizing what anybody been through any pain in a relationship. But take accountability for who you picking and who you stand with. Right. Why do you think it's okay to stay in an abusive relationship? I'm like, I ain't experiencing none of it, fam. Listen,
2: and fellas, fellas, y'all, this is modern manhood. We're talking to you, too. Absolutely. That goes for fellas on the same end. And that's something that a lot of guys talk about in safer spaces. But it's hard for men to talk about that in public, that. We find ourselves in situations and in relationships that are that are abusive and that are violent towards us as people and as 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 person and as men in that situation because society tells us well you're stronger than her so that don't matter or Absolutely. or you know or or like did she did she did she kill you though like yeah, she got you know and and that's this thing that we have to really start to look at and and I love how from your perspective DC you really, Talk about the reality of what that issue looks like. There's so much that I'm reading in your book that that I'm reading as a as a man, and like you're talking to women, but I'm like, this applies. Like, this is gender. This is this is gender fluid. What she said, right? right Absolutely. I love that. I love that because we often get into situations where there. Your book is literally called "The Perfect Imperfect Wife." I'm not a wife. But there's so much I can learn and have already learned and like, wow, introspection from reading this. And we have to get past that space of letting the the, the titles keep us from learning what we need mm-hmm. to learn. So right. thank you for that. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, thank I you. was um, appreciative of the fact that she did it from the beginning as a child, her childhood, to mm-hmm. meeting a, an amazing man who didn't necessarily have the same beliefs, of, but had amazing character, Pastor Lee, um, to going through you know, being a, a smart, intelligent young lady who was very, you know, um, very serious about her education and her childhood. She didn't even have that same type of childhood. It's almost like she's the black sheep of the family for all of the right reasons. She had character. She loved God. You know, one of the only people that it seems like in her childhood that would go to church consistently that was really serious about pursuing a relationship with God that was smart but then it also seems like her mom wasn't a big advocate because of some of the things that she faced. So can we talk about that for a minute? And then I want to mm-hmm. I want to step in and talk about like your marriage with Lee.
1: OK, um, but what's the question in terms of let's let's talk about your upbringing.
0: That? Like, how did you overcome like this imperfect the perfect imperfect wife? How did you overcome some of the beliefs that had contributed to your life and just give people a synopsis of your childhood and what it was like in there? So they have an idea of the introduction in your book
1: so let's see so in terms of you had mentioned you know my mom or whatever so Mm -hmm. even though you know i had a rough childhood and i felt like my mom didn't protect me let me just say she was going through her own brokenness right you know it's not it's not an excuse not to protect your child from abuse but you don't see that when you're going through it as a kid, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you get older. So she was going through her own brokenness, going through her own domestic violence. You know what I mean? And so for me, I've always been, yeah, the black sheep, as we would say, always been a loner by myself, but I always had God. So at a very early age, very early age, um, my relationship with God was my relationship with God. It wasn't predicated on my mom's, uh, my stepdad. Because you know how children grow up in church, but they may not have a relationship with God for themselves. I had a relationship with God for myself because I wouldn't have been able to make it through what I did. And I I could separate God from the pastor, from my stepdad who was a pastor. (laughs) So I didn't look at him like he was God. Too many of us look at the pastor like they're God. So those were two separate things. So when I was going through... What I was going through, that's who I leaned on, and I found I, I always uh, I I got called L Square, so I was that nerd growing up because I always had my because <laughs> I always had my Bible. I wasn't preaching nobody. I just had the Bible for myself because I would always yeah. read it. So I found comfort in my Bible, um, church, and the library. Stayed reading and writing. Stayed reading and writing. So I kind of like just was. Just into myself so how i got through that was always just talking to god talking to god journaling because you a minor so when you're going through that right when you were like becoming to physically save you and get you out of that you were told people yeah. what happened to you Ooh. don't nobody believe you yeah ain't nobody saying nothing and it could be very confusing and you going to church Every week with the abuser, the person who abused you, right? So you know, what I mean? and you sitting up in there, you watching them preach and stuff. People know what happened, and I'm like, and I would talk to God. I'd be like, God, this ain't a church. This a cult. Yeah. And I'm seeing your word of what the church supposed to look like. it's supposed to look like this? But you know, I'm 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 ten. I'm twelve. You know, right. and I'm just talking to God like, why is it? I go to church and I see this person running around speaking in tongues sweating out they suit but then when i get home this abuse is taking place towards me that that could be very confusing right very confusing for and, and so you know what i mean so that's why people that that you know get mad at the church or they're adults now and they've been through stuff i pray for them they actually real close I, I have an affinity for them because i get right. it everybody right. can't separate that early on and i you know and i pray for them and i say you know what I hate that that happened, I don't know why it happened, you know, sometimes we may not know why it happened, people are just evil, right. but, but God loves you,
0: God right. loves
1: you, He ain't, he's never left you, Get be honest with him, the church don't teach us to be honest with God, I feel like, and I'll just say in my experience, they teach you to have a facade,
0: have right. very
1: direct conversations with God, when I'm angry, when I'm upset, he's our creator. How come how come I wouldn't be able to talk direct to the creator? That already knows right. everything anyway. So I would encourage anyone that has ever been through any type of trauma like that, get in your prayer closet. <laughs> God has never left you. He's never left you. Give it to him. Um don't let people still control you. Cause that's yeah, the control when you you know what I mean, when you carrying all that anger and everything.
0: Now, how do you yeah. get to the point where you can trust, though? Because I see people all the time. they like, well, that may work for you, sis. But for me, where I'm at, <laughs> I don't trust. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you get to that point? Because honestly. Trusting trust in who? God or other
1: people? Tr- yeah. You know, trust, trust I bet in- you got So you have to be honest with God. Did you did you read the part in the book where I had to? So here it is. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm an adult, right? So God had to deal with me. Because what happened to me, what happens to people when they go through trauma, we protect ourselves. We build mm-hmm. a wall. I mean, oh, psh, Talk queen about it. the wall building. Queen, okay? You ain't getting in? Nothing. So you build <laughs> this wall, okay? But God is still using you. I'm still preaching, teaching, and God is pulling layers. So through the years, God had to pull layers off me. And one day I was sitting, and I had to say it out loud. And I said, Lord, because he was dealing with me about protection and I had to say it out loud and I said in the book and I said, Lord, I don't trust you to protect me because I feel like you didn't protect me when I was younger. And when I said that, I'm getting chills thinking about it now. When I said that, I could feel the Holy Spirit just say, Okay, now, okay, daughter, now, now, because I had been holding that in, not really even knowing, still he's still blessing me he's allowing me to bless other people so god you still you still can do what god has called you to do but we ain't gonna be perfect till we get up there so he's still putting those layers off so i would say to somebody get before god don't even worry about trusting people go to the source go to the Hmm. source god i don't trust god how can i even trust you to protect me because this is what I'm still holding on to. You gotta be honest with God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Huge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> I hope that's enough for everybody.
0: So I got a yeah. question in here. What does forgiveness
1: mean for you? Um, let's see, it meant that I had to um let go of what happened. That sounded like A cliche but what it what it it was a process that did not happen overnight because i was angry i was resentful um i was what do we do keep running things in your mind of how it should have been you be more angry about how it should have been we can't we can't change it and honestly one day i just got tired i got tired of being mad i said i I kid you not i I got tired of being angry because Sometimes though, when we're angry, that feels good. I don't know yeah. about you, all but it's like, cause I can control it. I can yeah. control it. Yeah, I'm in the pit. I'm mad. I'm mad. God sending this person to give me a word. That person, I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm justified in my anger. I'm yeah, justified. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm holding on to this. What? What? Yeah.
0: See yeah, that personal but- ego. It takes. It takes those attachments and it identifies itself. And says it identifies itself. It takes all the confirmation bias to rationalize and justify this is who I am. I don't want to hear nothing outside of that. And, <laughs> and victimization feels so good and so pleasing because yeah. it's comforting. Yeah. Even if it's a prison, it's my prison. Yeah, yeah. this it's is my not, prison. It's
1: my prison. And I yeah. can control my own prison because everybody else has been controlling me for years and I, I couldn't do nothing as a kid. Man. So, hey, it, and then God and God for years was dealing with me with that. Like,
0: again, yeah. taking
1: them layers off. And one day, I got tired of being mad. I got tired of being angry. And it stunts your growth. It's, it's, you you will you not go. grow. I don't yeah. care, listen, listen, I don't care how many conferences you go to. I don't care how many... Uh, hallelujahs and amens you get from preaching and you all the busy work we do if you don't let that go but well, your growth is stunning God can't Man. even take you to higher heights where he want to take you that's the word and I just tired one day I was, I said God I'm tired I, I'm done I'm done of being angry for all these years I'm done and that I I, I release it I'm done absolutely so guess what? when you release it, when you forgive and release it, it doesn't, and, and forgiveness comes with boundaries. That don't mean that you got to allow people to use you or anything like that. But when you release it, you be like, okay. And it doesn't mean that somebody, you're going to get an apology. And it doesn't mean that that person's going to change. Ooh. Listen. Ooh. Listen.
2: You, you go you <laughs> in there.
1: And- and- <laughs> you am wrong i'm wrong because i still got people around me that still say stupid stuff to me still don't believe what happened still whatever but that little i don't respond like a little girl anymore let's go bro i don't react or respond like that that's where you are and i and i and i i can sincerely pray for him now before if i can't pray for you i'm not gonna fake pray god ain't gonna hear Man. that no way. So yeah. when you when you release that and allow God to heal your heart and massage your heart and you just keep giving it to him, giving it to him, you're gonna grow. And so when people say and do stuff like they did in the past, man, you you're not even gonna react to that. You're gonna be like, yeah. oh, okay, you're just gonna pray for him. You know so
2: the that's, that's beautiful that's thing. A space, that's a space yeah. that that
1: believe it or not. A lot of
2: men deal with that. And we don't it, it's it's always seen as a woman thing. Right. That it's always seen as a woman really. Thing. Yes. Women, yes. How many times are, are the word submission is based in 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 a in, in really misunderstanding what you just said. Being able to let go and forgive and not hold those grudges of what's happening when things don't go your way, when things don't go exactly how you want them to go, when things don't mm. when things actually end up hurtful. That space of letting that go and showing and sharing forgiveness, which means not carrying or, or not carrying that responsibility, is something that we ask women to do all the time, all the time. And then on the flip side, men are told. No, your strength is in standing firm, saying it with your chest, or or standing on what you believe. Yeah. Leader than you, the leader, and ain't nobody wow. gonna firm you or move you. And so we're in this space where 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 it the dichotomy of having to be emotional beings as men is literally the the opposite of what society is telling us. And being able to say that, the way you do, and sharing that that this is not just a this is not just a woman thing. We need everybody to understand the power of forgiveness, yeah. and and to understand yeah. that that as men, strength comes from that.
1: Yes.
0: Right. Right. Wow. I think also another thing too is understanding what's happening when a person does shut down, because even Ooh. though even when DC got in a relationship with Lee, there was things that she was dealing with personally that she had to go to counseling with, which I really want to tap into. But having a man that has a compassionate heart to say, hey, listen, I understand you're going through something. I just want to be here in your corner while you go through whatever this is and not take it as a form of abandonment and rejection. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's important to also be doing someone mentioned shadow work. I think it's important to have that type of compassionate heart so that your heart will allow you to be able to do that because it's difficult to expect you to be reciprocal and have an understanding heart when you still bogged down with everything that's going on in the background, Mm -hmm. right? It's just Mm -hmm. a difficult process, right? And so uh, thanks for sharing that, Damon and DC, because that's very important. I know people, especially in relationships, deal with that. You know, how, Mm -hmm. how, how can you deal with this aspect of a man that's like, you're supposed to be a leader, you're supposed to be governing, you're supposed to be living this identity that society says you're supposed to have, but then you have another person who is battling everything that they've been known to be true in their life. And they don't even know how to do this because they don't have the capacity to give what will fulfill each other. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a tough space to really be in that. It's real tough. So can we talk about counseling? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, we can talk about counseling.
0: I understand a lot of times when you was growing up, you was called stupid. You was called dummy. You was called all these type of things that you internalize as just normal. And so when Mm -hmm. you got with the counselor, she was kind of confronting you on saying certain things because she's like, sis, You got multiple degrees, you know, you handle your business as far as work. Mm -hmm. You seem to be a whole functioning being on the outside Mm -hmm. with all these accolades, but you still have internal dialogue that's not matching the reality of what she perceived you as. So how did that work and how did counseling Mm -hmm. work as far as where you're at in your journey of life? Because, you know, religiously, we have stigmas against therapy. Oh, yeah. And you talk about that. that
1: yeah. I talk. Oh, yeah. 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 I talk about that one. I think I did a whole three page on that one. Um, so, um, but let's go back to how I even got to counseling. So here's the thing about trauma with some people. So I'm just going to say in my experience, wh- again, once once I told everybody what happened to me, no. And nobody came to, quote, save me in terms of a human form to help me. So you go through life. You just keep going. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. So. And what happens is it's suppressed because nobody's talking about it, right? It's suppressed. So now I'm going through high school, went through college. So I graduate college, and I meet my now, my then boyfriend, but now my husband. So I'm like 22. So about a year later, I had a trigger. Um, And it's in the book. His mother had asked me a question. And it triggered the abuse. before then, I hadn't thought about that anymore. it's not like you think wow. about it every single day. yeah, And when the trigger came, i I couldn't say no. She had asked me a question, and I couldn't say no to it. And all these emotions just start came out. I just let out this loud, huge cry. And wow. from that point on, I had to start dealing with what happened. So, yeah, I got these degrees. I'm writing. I got this great job. I was 22. But inside, so you wouldn't have known on the outside, but on the inside, it was all these raw emotions. And so now I'm taking stuff out on Lee and he like, okay, what do he do? And we're dating. So now a whole year go by. I'm 23. And I went to him and I said, bae, I said, this don't even have nothing to do with us being married one day. I'm tired of feeling like this. I said, wow. I need to go to somebody. That's how that came about. I said, I need to go to therapy. And yes, the church teach it. So I don't know how the church teach now. I know when I was coming up, therapy was for white folks. Therapy was the devil. Therapy was, oh, you ain't got enough faith in Jesus. You must not really be saved. All I right. rejected all of that because it was the church that killed me, that would try to kill wow.
0: me. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I to go to no pastor so i told i told lee i said i gotta go talk to somebody so when i went to i found a therapist and i went ready to do the work i went i showed up with my my with my pad my pen <laughs> you know, she was ready. like she said okay i i, I rarely see this somebody i was like no i'm ready to do the work you have to be ready to do the work i'm like oh yeah. i'm feeling like this so when i get so in my first session she pointed out that i called myself stupid i didn't even realize i was doing that so we were just talking and she said darlene why do you keep calling yourself stupid and i said what do you mean she said you're referring to yourself in the third person as stupid well that's what that's all my stuff called me he never called me by my name so you you know mm. you just get used to that she and so she said i'm looking at your intake you got degree certification you're a writer You you want to write a book one day. She said, Stupid people don't do this. She said, every Mm. time you call yourself stupid, I'ma stop you. I didn't even realize I was doing that. I didn't even realize I was doing that. So then she had me, you know, walk through my childhood and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That that helped me. I'm so I'm so glad. Oh god. If I'm telling you guys, if I hadn't went, I would be having a trigger now, a basket case tripping looking like a looking like a grown little woman you know what I mean? so yeah it's so important whenever you feel like you know going to therapy whether something bad or good is going on I, you can have jesus and a therapist too okay
0: yeah she but. said we got some questions y'all um carol says she <laughs> loved the shirts thank you sister thank you sister you know we modern manhood. we you know we working yeah. on our branding over here you know what i'm saying um
2: we got something coming for the ladies too. We're gonna say yeah, we that. We got
0: something coming from the ladies. I we appreciate y'all. Listen, they are going in. We got time. Ty- we got a lot of people on the live today. This is dope, man. Um Levita okay. said, what would you say now to your younger self? Oh. That's a good question.
1: What would I say to I would say you are beautiful. You're gonna make it. You're not stupid because my stepfather called me ugly every day, too, that I that I stopped looking in the mirror because he told me no man would ever want me. God, I would never man. be good enough and i stopped looking Ooh. in the mirror. So to my younger self, that's the number one thing I would probably do is look in the mirror and tell myself, no, you are beautiful. You are gorgeous. Because for years I thought I was ugly. I thought I was ugly for years. When I first yeah. met uh, my husband, who was my boyfriend, when he called me beautiful, I cussed him out. That's how I, was <laughs> I didn't even know it. I, uh, I, was, I was a, now, again, had I had business admin, degrees, and I remember the first time he called me beautiful, I said I looked at him and I said, "What the hell are you talking about? Why would you call me that?" And he was like, "Whoa," he said, "What's going on?" Like mm. I, I, I I went off on him as if he called me the B word. Then and that was wow. way before therapy. So stuff so things manifest, triggers manifest in wow. your why you're reacting the way you're reacting. So I would tell my younger self, you're pretty, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're not dumb. You're not dumb. You are worthy to be somebody's wife or you know, significant other. You are worthy. Yeah. That's what I would definitely tell my younger self.
0: Yeah, and you might have to catch wind when you say that. good <laughs> <Girl>, you're smart. <laughs> You're gorgeous, because apparently you had some savagery going on that was defending. Right. Gorgeous. All right, the ladies are saying you're gorgeous, too. You're beautiful. They're saying the oh, therapy saved their lives. Man, that's, that's beautiful, man. That's real. Okay. So
1: then, thank, you. Uh, thank you. I can't see the comments of the questions, but thank you guys, and I hope it's helping. I really do hope it's helping.
0: Here's
2: something that I, this was probably one of my favorite parts of your book and you talked about determining the boundary problem. Determining the boundary problem and the realities of of how important it is that we understand boundaries in our life. And here's why this is important to the work that Donnell and I are doing, because as men, society tells us that you don't really have boundaries. You are to sacrifice everything you are and you Mm. have for your family, and for your job, and for whatever it is that is supposed to show you what a man, what manhood is, and shows you who you are supposed to be as a man. Quite literally, I mean, soldiers are heroes, yes, but that's because they sacrifice everything. So, when I when when Donnell and I joined the military, we understood that we we were erasing a boundary of putting our bodies in safety above anybody else's mission, right? So that space where men have issues with boundaries talk to us about the work that you you've done in that and shared in that and men having boundaries well no and and understanding the importance of boundaries and how important it is that we we talk about that with one another you talked about that as part of a marriage how important it is that that you set your boundaries and your oh yeah with your spouse and that's a space where we tell women all the time, man, know your boundaries because your safety is important and the likes of it. And we don't really tell men, it's important to understand your boundaries so that you don't overexert yourself oh. and you don't pull oh, from yes. it.
1: Yes, yes. So, and what you were saying from the beginning, um, and I learned that from my husband in terms of how men are taught to sacrifice everything um, for their families. So let's see, that's kind of, then who got y'all? What about y'all feelings? Mm. So so in terms of, and and I get it, me and our protectors, I get that. But I think because women, we've been taught, you know, the same thing. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. I don't think y'all heard that. I don't think I've ever heard that. She said, what what about your feelings?
1: Yeah, what about, yeah, what, men have feelings, we're taught, as women, we're taught that you don't, we're taught that you don't, but you do, men have feelings, men hurt, men cry, even if they don't cry in front of you, they have all this stuff inside them, so who got y'all, and if you're married, it should be your wife, y'all should be best friends, so, you know what I mean, so, yeah in terms of in terms of boundaries, um like my husband and I like there's boundaries in the marriage as well, but um i I got his back. We have each other's back, and so while the men are providing and taking care of their family, y'all should be able to talk to your wives about any and everything, yeah about how you're feeling. Wait a minute, what you're scared of, what you're afraid of. Um, you should be able to say, you know what, right now in this moment, I don't, I don't know which way I'm going. I'm not sure which direction yet. Because in that moment, yeah. you, you may not know. And right. here's the sad part. A lot of women don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that from their mate. Or, or you know, a man can't be honest like that. Um,
0: why is uh, that?
1: Why, uh, because we're taught that y'all are strong and and y'all talk you guys are looked at like how can you feel that way and it's, yeah. a, it's a myth I mean I call my husband my superman but I shouldn't be his kryptonite um,
0: that's real kryptonite. we gotta get Lee on here man and we gotta have a chat with uh, Lee I've never had a conversation <laughs> with Lee man cause usually when we talking and me and DC be talking forever ever we gotta have a conversation cause he, he's a pastor
2: Listen, that's the strength yeah, in that because DC for you to be able to say those things means you've had these conversations, you stood, you stood in the uncomfortable place to give him the space to be able to live yeah. in that reality of for him and not yes. say, well, yeah. well, hold on cuz your feelings, your feelings right now are disrupting my safe my feelings of safety and my feelings of that, that I'm going to be alright so we can not have right. it. You got to be strong, you got to yeah. you got to be Thank you no. for that. No. Thank you for that.
1: No, he, he He's strong when he's vulnerable, so no, no, and listen, listen, that goes back, a lot of women don't get that, a lot of them don't get that because that goes back to how we were raised and how we watched our mama talk to men, interact with men, be it her father, be it their mother's father, her mother's brother or uncle, Mm -mm. no, If, if, if when Lee is weak or he's vulnerable, he has a safe place here. I don't care. Cry. Get it out. Obey. You don't know which direction we going in. And especially with him being a pastor, I'm definitely yeah. covering him. The enemy stay.
0: And he's a good one, okay? Like I said in the book. Yeah. <laughs> the book. I
2: mean, ain't got a
1: good wife standing by the pastor. He ain't slept with everybody in the church. No, I had too much childhood trauma. I was like, my my marriage ain't gonna look like. No, no, we ain't doing that. When he's no, he's a good one. So no, he could come to me. He could come to me. And he ain't about to go talk to another female.
0: Right. (laughs) What's what's going on? Then when your husband talking to
1: somebody else, you tripping. No, no. And a safe space is allowing him to be honest, ladies. Now I'm talking to the ladies. Now don't say to your man, "Tell me the truth." Don't do that. And then when he share his heart and tell you the truth, you flip out. Or you weaponize it and you throw it back up in his face and i talk about that in the book can he trust you with his heart my husband can trust me with his heart because he know i'm not gonna crush it yeah i ain't gonna crush it i'm not on the phone telling people our business and stuff like that or throwing it back up in his face six months later because i'm mad about something else and then you bring in uh that because we have a rule in our marriage it's called don't go to the grab pass bag we call it the grab the pass bag, like uh uh uh, we
0: talking about this issue. You going? Why are you going into the grab pass bag? Yeah. That's, all it, that's all the thing. Like, I like
1: you know, that. Uh, uh, yes. We Already dealt with that. You he will be like Darlene. You going to the grab pass bag? And I'm like, I am. Yeah, we dealt with that six months ago. We dealt with I that.
0: I like that. What's
1: going on? What's going on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's the, yes. That's yes. yes.
0: I like it. And that speaks. <laughs> that, that works for us.
2: But thank you for saying that, because that actually, that spoke to what I what I was talking about when we talk about boundaries. Boundaries yeah. are not just, I ain't gonna let nobody hurt my feelings, and so I'm taking care of me. No, yeah. boundaries are, as a unit, this is a level, this is a, this that was a boundary. You guys said, okay, there's a boundary, and it's this box. Right. If we go into that box, and I say, hey, you're crossing yeah. a boundary we, need to, yeah. boundary, we need to be able to say, we're not going into that space. And so, for a lot of men, yeah that's a space where women don't have it we don't get to say to women hey you went too far with that no cuz she's emotional she's and being able to 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 step up and say listen we both have emotions we both have flaws we both have needs yep yep that that's why that's why you got a book straight <laughs> up this is this is why you got a book okay. right? it's a good book bro it the is book amazing. is fire fam
1: hey, let me let me say this let me say this about about my baby about my superman the Successful Wives Network, it wouldn't it wouldn't, that's a big credit to him. My yeah. book, cause this don't work without him. It don't work without him. Yeah, and I know yeah. a lot of women, they didn't get what I just said, because they probably like, well, I don't need a man, this and that. She no, it don't work without him. We're a unit. None of this works without him. I honor that man. I honor him. That's I honor him man. as the not just my husband, but my pastor. And I honor him as the head of the house because he's the real deal, and I honor that, and I honor him. It don't That's work without legit. him, period. And I don't, and that don't make me weak. It doesn't make me weak for saying that, at all. Say that. It's because it's There's the truth. The it don't
0: work without him. Hey, DC, they said, how can they order the book? So I'm going to have to post a link for your book.
2: Listen, while we're talking about it, and, 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 you-, and you know we can be on here forever. Yeah, I know we can be on here forever, but... Yeah, we
0: got t- Oh, yeah, we got time. It's almost
2: done. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Listen. So it sounds like this is not going to be our last time talking with you. No, because we got. This, I got more questions. I know everybody else got more questions. But tell us where we can find you, and I'm gonna help you out because I've been over here playing, um, you know, creative. So yeah. Tell us where we can find you and your website and your book and your work.
1: You can go to our website. You can go to dcconstant.com. Uh, you can also. Check me out the Successful Wives Network. uh I'll let you in. um I'm at uh, on Facebook, DC Constant on Facebook. Beautiful. And, um, and you we'll, tag, tag, the book we'll tag her. The yeah, tag me. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we'll wow, tag the links for
2: her books, you. for all of that.
0: Yeah, we appreciate you hopping yeah. on with us. I, I could not wait because I was telling Damien, I was like, yo. <laughs> We got to get DC, well, we got to get her on her fam, we have to, we have to. So we appreciate you taking our time. We know you got work to do. We know you got to get to work. So if you got to drop in, is there any final words you would like to give the people as far as uh, your work, events that's coming up, stuff like that?
1: Um, I would just like to say thank you guys for um, uh, purchasing the book that those who want to purchase, that are going to purchase the book. And also, if you want me to come um, to speak because I do do speaking engagements, just hit me up in the DMs um, and let's talk about that. Because I am traveling um, with the book with my it's called The Sip and Chat Tour. uh, Yeah. So I am traveling with the book. Um, Men are invited to uh, because I'll be doing workshops. So in addition to the book signing, I'll be doing workshops as well so we can dig in and and let's and let's enhance our marriages and our relationships
0: you know we should do it we should do a um we can do a modern manhood successful wives chat you know what i'm saying best of both worlds to understand because sometimes it's it's talks like this is dialogue like this that has us helps us be able to see into the your actual world and what's going on because sometimes as men yeah. we are working to provide we are protecting our security we are so focused on being leaders that we don't, we're not often given the space to see what's going on underneath everything, right? And yeah, see the mechanics right. of what's governing the way you think. You know what I'm saying? Emotionally, energetically, and stuff like that. So I think that this talk was just really—it was a great talk, man. Get some stuff out in the out in the, out in the air, you know?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm,
2: <laughs> absolutely. I'm excited. It's been such a pleasure meeting you because I know you and I hadn't talked before today, but I— but this is this is dope. Thank you for that. Donnell, tell us what we got coming up next for Modern Manhood.
0: So, people, if you guys don't know, all right, LJ just tapped in. What is what up, LJ? Um, we have the next man cave meetup is going to be jumping off uh, Monday, uh, March 28th, from 6:30 to 9, and we have a karaoke competition. So, this will be the actual first man cave meetup that we will have where women can come, women can join us in this all right. one. All right, we're going to actually have fun. We all, we always have fun, but this time. Um, it's gonna be a ball so we're having a competition me and myself i can't sing i ain't got the me 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 me's but dr damon does so all right so i will listen. be there as more support to advocate on you all that can sing sing all right um what, what Man, else we got don't tell can okay he listen here's the thing though and and the the
2: reality is like we're coming to have a great time we Fellas been asking when are we gonna do something fun? When are we gonna bring the ladies into the mix? And this is like we're giving away prizes, right? Of course, we're toasting to, to another amazing month uh in our community. We're 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 showing up to our favorite black-owned business on the East. Yeah, side let's go, Kendrick. Woo, yes. Showing some love. And so we're welcoming everybody to come out and, and hang with us and really just have a
0: good time. And that's leading up to just a few days after that. The uh, Modern Manhood Masterclass. So if you guys don't know, me and Dr. Damon have actually put together a curriculum that helps men become the best version of themselves. And this was the major premise of what allowed us to really have this vision um, to help men find out their ideal selves, help you get in alignment with your values, help you understand how to embrace anxiety, and really get clear on the purpose and passion of why we have been created. And so we are overwhelmed and joyed about this. we got a partnership with Rose State College. Woo-woo! Um, so yeah. we got vendor space is going to be open. This one is going to be really awesome because we are doing it for free for students that are 17 or older. So, men, 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 sign up for this. It's $35 for two hours. And we also have a happy hour um, and a networking event that's going to be following. But this would be a great opportunity for us to take a lot of the gems, a lot of the wisdom and experience that we have cultivated. Um, but not only become our ideal self, well, you will, you will be a better version when you leave. I guarantee it. But we will be able to also help students understand the importance of this. And so we've been getting people that's been, you know, wanting to sponsor tickets. If you guys would love the sponsor tickets, look, we welcome it because we want to get this uh, filled. And we will have this filled with as many students 17 or older to be able to pour into these young men, but also build a strong manhood in in our community.
2: Listen, we are we're partnering with Rose State College to do this. They gave us an entire building. We're trying to fill up the auditorium. Literally. So when we say free for all students, we're not talking about just real estate students. I'm talking about OU. We're talking about Langston University. We're talking Let's about go. OU. We're talking about UCO. We're talking about C. We're talking about if you are a student and you are male and you are 17 or older, you need to have a seat in this space. And if you know someone who is that, you need to tell them and have them register to get their seat in this space. If you don't know what we do at the masterclass, reach out because we can (laughs) share some of our highlights and we want to share some of our testimonials and we want to share what what our mission is for building the community that we want to see ourselves and our children live in. And so things like this is how we do that. So get in the space, my man. Get in the space. Yes, that's
0: it. And for you fellas that didn't catch the last one that said, oh, bro, I didn't even know there was that day. I'm going to be at the next one. There <laughs> you go. Manhood, masterclass.com. Don't be trying to do us like y'all be doing y'all gym sessions sometimes. You be like, man, I seen you working out. I was going to pull up, but I had to plug in my auxiliary cord, so I couldn't make it, man. I had to uh, uh, I had to, uh, make sure my, my fish was hydrated. Don't be doing that, bro. Sign up because it's going to be a great experience, and ideally, man, I've seen these things happen where it's been life changing, where men said, man, you know what? I really needed this. I came in. I didn't know what to expect, but I'm happy. And a lot of us haven't had the space to just be happy and experience the joy of knowing that you have a purpose in your life. That is all I have.
2: That's it. So once again, DC, we want to say thank you. And you got you. anything that you want to share with, with our family before we before we sign off?
1: Oh, nope. Just God bless you. And I appreciate you guys. I'm honored that you guys had me in the man cave. So I'm honored. Let's go. Um, thank, you for, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for the trust. Thank you for the trust. I know. I mean, to me, that's it's an honor to be invited into the man cave as a woman. So I don't take it lightly. And thank you. Bless y'all. I love y'all.
0: Oh, uh, we appreciate oh, you, DC. You. Come on, man. Yeah. To have a shed a shed a tears. tears,
1: man. We gotta keep that inner touch strong,
0: bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> y'all have a dope, dope day.
0: <laughs> hey, y'all stay warm out there. Uh safe travels. DC, not to you, because y'all got paradise weather over there. <laughs> <But in> Oklahoma, <laughs> <all right. laughs> have a great day at work, Chris. We love you and continue being great. Y'all have a good day. Peace. All right.